Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Olivia, and hello to the listeners. In particular, hello to another good dog, what a great screen name, who left us a review, five stars, one of my favourite podcasts. Listening to the Polyester podcast is one of my favourite parts of my week. The convos are thought-provoking and refreshingly feature kind and creative folks who are fighting the good fight with their work. Which is a lovely review. That is so nice. But for now, welcome to the podcast. I'm Ioni and I'm the founder and editor of Polyester, online and in print and everywhere else. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes of the Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week, it's the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week is the Sleepover Club where Ioni and I have all those gorge conversations you usually have with your girlmates at a sleepover. And at the end, there's three recommendations to get you through your week in lockdown. So, Obsessions. Have you got any Obsessions this week, Olivia? Well, my... This week's obsession, funnily enough, is an obsession of mine, as you will hear in the recording where I'm like, I love it, I do it as well. Okay, well, we'll get onto that in a minute because all week I've been like, oh my God, I know what my obsession is going to be. And then today I woke up and I completely forgot it, but I remembered again. I was racking my brain. I was like, is it this? Is it that? Is it that? And basically, it was I already sent you the link to the video, Doja Cat doing an emo performance Uh, at the... EMAs I think it was European Music Awards I don't know whatever but obsessed stunning everyone's going absolutely mad for it absolutely my accent went then did you hear <laughs> yeah everyone's going absolutely mad for it <laughs> and rightly so rightly so I'm also obsessed with the dollhouse of course the polyester dollhouse same if you haven't signed up then I'm not your friend anymore to everyone who <laughs> <laughs> basically just sign, sign up, up now to maintain a friendship with Ioni it's true you you know there's one way to my heart and it's joining the polyester dollhouse <laughs> <laughs> which is our new members platform for anyone who may not be aware and we released the first cover this week with Ravina Aurora and Anastasia who are both two amazing like musicians and creatives and they interviewed and photographed each other which is just well cute mm. Love that. So today on Obsessions, we have Jamila Woods, who is a Chicago-based singer, songwriter and poet. She is amazing. We're going to be talking to her about journaling. Exactly. So here it is. 
Hey Jamila. Hi. Hiya. How are you? Good. I'm doing good this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. So today we're going to be talking about journaling, right? Yeah. Ah. It's a great obsession. I would love to know what first led you to get into journaling and why you've chosen it as your obsession. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it and when I was younger, I always like kept a diary. I remember some Christmas I got like a Spice Girls diary with like a lock nice. on the front and I was like it's lit. <laughs> so I think I was thinking about like I was thinking about it as like writing down every single thing that happened in my life. Um and I think now a, a few years ago I read a book called The Artist's Way. Um and it's basically like a a book for artists to kind of like rejuvenate their creative process and the author was saying like this form of journaling called morning pages which is basically every morning when you wake up just write free write three pages and it doesn't have to be like this is everything that i did yesterday or this is you know it's kind of just like meditating on paper and somehow like that changed my relationship to journaling from thinking that i had to like be preparing to one day like look back at my journals and write my memoir and like know every single thing that happened in my life to just letting out whatever anxieties or just like to-do lists even or just whatever's on my brain and just kind of letting it out and so now I have um that practice in the morning usually like around this time as soon as I wake up that's what I do um and she actually in the book she says like to throw it away after you do it but I can never do that so I just have (laughs) my house of like all of my um past journals yeah because throwing it away is a um it's like a mindfulness thing, right? Where you write out, like you free flow your thoughts and then throw them away to get rid of them. But I mean, sometimes maybe you don't get need, need to get rid of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that journaling has kind of seen this big resurgence over the last few years because it is definitely a shared experience that most people had, especially like young women when they were younger. But then it seems like when we get into adulthood, we try and like we distance ourselves from that a bit. Like I know I stopped writing my like diary when I was maybe like 16 or like maybe when I moved away from home. I can't really remember. So why do you think it is something that we kind of like leave behind in that way? And why do you think there has been such a re- resurgence in popularity for it? Mm, that's a really good question. I definitely remember, I guess, kind of getting into blogging. I think I don't. I think my pages are all deleted now, but at one point I remember I looked back at my old Zanga page and I was like, I can't believe I, I mean, it was probably like four people ever reading it, but I was like, <laughs> I can't believe I published this. I was so like, just my, all of my angst and all of my like deep, like thoughts of every single day were there. And so I guess I, I could see like kind of outgrowing the idea of a diary as being something like that's kind of for a younger person and getting more into blogging and then um you know then social media got invented and uh, maybe that for some people becomes the place where they do that kind of reflection almost publicly or even on a finsta or something like that um but for me i think it was uh the way that when i when i realized that sort of free writing process isn't just um, that it really just helps how I feel later in the day in a different way than if I'm doing it publicly. Because it's almost like, I guess that is the idea of throwing it away too. It's just like you're leaving that 
that cloud from your mind so that the rest of the day, um, the point is that you can be more creative, you can be more present. Um, And so I think maybe in in this age, we're talking about self-care a lot. So I think maybe that's why um, maybe there's been more people interested in journaling because um, a lot of times for a lot of people, social media is like the antithesis of what is self-care. So maybe that's why there's been that. And I think for me too, it's like a good, it's like the only time I write on paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I am, um, well, I'm like bursting here because I'm like a massive journaler. Uh, is, <laughs> just like creating words is a journaler thing. I've literally, this wasn't even planned. I've just constantly got a notebook. They're always exactly the same from Paper Chase. And I've kept all of mine forever. And also not long ago started doing the artist way. Anyway, what I was thinking about was we're probably like the first generation of people that that went from things being private to things being able to be public. So like when you were saying about blogs and things, like I remember there was maybe a crossover with people being public about their like thoughts online with like MySpace or whatever, whilst journaling. And I'm like, I've never considered how mad that is that we never grew up seeing it. And we were still doing it privately when, like, when it was able to then be public as well. Yeah. <laughs> Say it one more time. So just kind of like the evolution of, like, we are the generation that went from all of those stages, from, like, totally not having that platform to having it, yeah. having it become super hyper public. Because even with, like, MySpace, I guess it, it, I had a MySpace, but it maybe, I don't know why it always felt like, not so maybe just because I was a young person and it was just starting but it wasn't like my pages ever had that many people that I didn't know yeah but I still think like it's kind of interesting this is uh, you kind of said my point too Olivia but how we've taken our thoughts from private to a public sphere which is then making people retreat back into like the most private you can be which is writing your own diary because I feel like there is a teen girlness of it all that when you're writing a diary and you're 14 as you said this is like gonna be for my memoirs and I'm like the central character in my own life and like everything needs to be documented because I'm really important and that's weird because then it kind of went like up to a hundred when we got social media because it's like oh I can do that but other people also have access to it (laughs) really easily and I can like build this brand based on my thoughts and my feelings I suppose my question would be like how do you then as someone that has like somewhat of a public facing platform how do you juggle what to share and what to not and how does journaling come into that practice Mm, that's a really good question I think (laughs) I'm talking about that with my therapist a lot actually (laughs) I think you're right that I really resonated when you said being young and journaling so you could be your own central character because that's all I would think about when I was younger, because I was a very introverted, quiet person when I was in like school and like outside of my house, basically. Um, And I would always think like, I'm so cool. Just no one really knows. Like if only they knew. (laughs) And I would think um, like, like imagine this camera crew following me and how cool that would be. And so I think that there was this way of like me getting control to control and create the narrative of myself in that journaling and that is similar to branding like I never really thought about that that way but I think that 
what I've realized over the past few years of becoming a solo artist, which, you know, before I was in a band and that's like different because it, it never felt like a one-to-one thing, like Jamila Woods, the artist and me, it's like literally my name. Like there's like right. me being created. And so I think that there's a way where I sometimes try to, I've been thinking about how can I use social media as not just something that I'm promoting things on or just like, I love selfies and I love posting like pictures of myself to like flex and feel good about myself, but also like how can I use it as a journaling space in a way that feels good. Um, And I think a few times I was just doing these posts that were just like on loneliness. And then I would just like post a collection of like quotes or thoughts or pieces from my journal, like just things that I was thinking on that subject. And that felt like, Ooh, that could be interesting. Cause it's, I always love when I see people posting like some random picture and then the caption is like super long, like things they've been thinking about. I know Zazie Beats just posted this, um, it was just like a picture of like this PMST that she had made. And it was like all of these, all of her sharing, like, oh, I used to have really bad cramps. And I I just always love that window when people can be that vulnerable on social media in a way that feels Mm -hmm. authentic. So um, I definitely think about that a lot. But then it's also like, I guess my Mercury in Virgo or like I just get really hyper like critical of like how I put words together so I'll go try to make a post like that and I'm like I've been spending three hours on this like I should just go, like do make a song or like make some dinner so it's like the time that I put into it so it doesn't feel like I'm putting too much energy and trying to like only be on social media but wanting it to feel like a space where I am being vulnerable and not just creating this person that's totally separate from my internal self well it's difficult isn't it because yeah I feel like kind of what we've already touched upon our generation has already done a 360 on how they use social media and then especially now that social media is so interlinked with not only our careers but our lives it's like it's gone from one thing of being you you can feel like you can be super personal and open on there to then being like oh no I just I'm posting about my work and then that feels cynical because you're like just putting out things that are like, yeah, promotional. So then it's like, I personally still don't know if I found like a good medium or what I even think a good medium is or looks like. But I definitely agree with you that it comes back to like authenticity, doesn't it really? And like, you can kind of tell if someone's intentions are good most of the time. I don't know, it's so complicated. (laughs) But yeah. That's a really good point about the medium, because I've been I have a lot of friends who are DJs and it's been interesting listening to them talk about like, oh, like Twitch, that's the place where I should be. Like, it's not Instagram, like it's this, like this is allowing me to do different stuff. And so I was thinking about that too. Like I love Instagram, but sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe there's a different medium that will, that's more, that lends itself more to like that type of vulnerability. Like I miss Tumblr a lot because I think it was like that place where it was like, you could do, you could get a lot of images and kind of like Instagram, but also like have that journaling space too. Yeah. So yeah, I think about the medium a lot too. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like everyone is kind of yearning for a better social media space than Instagram at the moment. Like someone could snap up a lot of money by making one. I think it's also just like, 
it's how when we have these like conversations even just about like journaling and then this like this big thing of like how it's changed by the way it's been public and private and then like how when something can exist publicly do you have it privately because ultimately are you always thinking that this is going to be read because ultimately everything is maybe but then and so basically I'm what I'm trying to say is he's like and kind of everything has this big conversation around it and Instagram is like kind of the most reductive it's such a reductive medium because like you can't really put big comments like you can't follow up with big text you can only post so many pictures like it's kind of designed for your phone so you can't really go into detail on it on the computer so like the whole thing lends itself to like reducing everything like to a smaller version of it. Mm. Definitely with what they do with the algorithms. I know like when I was learning more about like when you post a picture of your face, it's more people are going to see it because of the algorithm. If you post a long caption, less people see it, stuff like that. I think that's why I like when people post like a random photo of like the corner of their room and then write a whole long caption because it feels like it's resisting against what the form was made for. And I was thinking, I was talking to my sister about that too. I was like, what would it look like to make like a sad girl, like TikTok? That's just like, you know, it's, it's just like doing things that are different than what the medium is, what's expected from the medium, because that's true that there's like these things that they're kind of built for. But then if you go against that, it could make more room. Yeah. And that impacts like that kind of feeds into why journaling is such a refreshing practice I mean practice is a bit of an overblown like maybe it's not overblown thing to do there we are (laughs) Um, because it is just something where there's no like external influences apart from like yourself and what you want to put there how would you say like getting into journaling has kind of inspired or fed into your work or has it at all it definitely has I think the first when I first was doing the artist way the first time was when I was writing my first solo album, Heaven. And it was just, I definitely, I became like a convert. Like I always tell people now, like, oh, like whenever I have students or other people who are like, I'm stuck, I have writer's block. I'm like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, just journal. (laughs) 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 Um, That really, and also I think I've never, I've always struggled with building discipline because I know I have a lot of creative friends who are like I wake up and I write every day at this time or like you know they just have this really structured practice and it's really hard for me to do the same thing every single day I just like get antsy and I get bored and I want to change it up but I think journaling has been the one thing that you know even if I can't meditate every day or do yoga every day or the things that I would you know like to do more I can do journaling every day the most out of all of the things that I like to do and I think it's because I just see the effects so immediately and I think it's like I'm the type of person who I need a lot of time like reflection time to process my feelings and process my thoughts so I also notice like I have better conversations on the days when I journal I can be just more present with whoever I'm around. So yeah, I think that's helped me become more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. It's good as well, because from that artist way, the way she's like, I'll do it in the morning at first. I was like, oh, come on, what? <laughs> but then it's like the first decision that you make is to like connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then that just sets you up for the day and you kind of make less shit decisions because you're kind of like, well, you know, I'm here, here I am. And like, it's so easy to like forget that you're part of your own existence. So it's like nice in that way that you 
in a really positive way completely center yourself in in yeah a like constructive but also like protection way and also just like it's nice to write when you feel good and bad I think sometimes people journal when they feel like shit and then you look back at old journals and you're like wow I'm so miserable all the time but you're just not writing when you're like yesterday was boss and blah 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 yeah I like that um she says to try to write three pages which for me is a lot like usually I can comfortably do one maybe two but then when I get to that third one, it's like it pushes past what I think I need to write about into like the space of I don't know what I'm going to say next. And that's that's cool, too. Do you um do you have any of your, for example, your Spice Girl journal from when you were younger? I do. I have like, every single, ah! yeah, <laughs> I have every single thing. I Would you care to share anything funny that you put in it? You don't oh, have to, but. I wish I brought them like around here. They're like, I would have to them um but it's a lot of documents of all of my crushes yeah I was a little like almost to like the stalkerish like obsessive level <laughs> of be just like oh like this person I, I saw them today at like 233 like he asked me about pencil, like <laughs> I think he smiled <laughs> I don't know it was just like very um very obsessed with the people that I liked and then also whenever I was angry like whenever like my parents did something that made me mad it would be like yeah diary I'm sorry I haven't written in a while but this just happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah I only have you ever have you got any journals yeah I have I've only kept one and I don't know if I only ever wrote one I can't really remember but I have one but it's kind of like not loads of writing it's it's very chaotic like chaotic energy like I have this like just (laughs) I think it's like an old camera bag that like sits in one of my cupboards now and it's like this it's pulling apart like the journal itself is pulled apart from the like (laughs) cover of it because it's like gotten to that point now it's like a lot of me trying to be like yeah like a wistful tumblr girl of like sticking a polaroid in and then writing all around it or like (laughs) all my gig tickets are in there from when I was like yeah But this, what I didn't realise about cinema tickets in particular, this is so dry, is that the ink runs, like the ink dissolves or whatever, so they're all just like plain tickets now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how old they are. Like the ink has started to like lift from the page or whatever, because obviously I haven't really looked after it, like I'm not super precious. But I think it is good to like keep stuff like that as well, because we talk like so much of kind of like, using social media and the internet as this archive but I think we're realizing now that the internet is really not a permanent space especially with like the censorship of like marginalized people online and the way that we can just switch like platforms can just like decide to delete our content or they go out of like my myspace doesn't exist anymore and it's not because I deleted it because it's like gone and we are I and this is such a like <laughs> old lady thing to say but like we must be losing so much of like everything we're doing yeah. even just with like media outlets and websites shutting down like from a writer's point of view you just can lose work overnight and I think that's a good like another good reason to journal now or just to even keep like a nice little archive of things because even if you don't look at them for 10 years by that point you'll be over the shame of what you did and it'll be funny <laughs> to look at your teenage diaries again I feel yeah that's it me and my sister once were clearing out some stuff and I found I remember this like when you talk about like a little green it was tiny so I don't even know how I wrote in it and it had like a a big green period dot is it called it's like my birthstone it was like august green birthstone or whatever 
and it in it it said like it was talking about people I fancied and I was like it just always spoke about boys but I remember like being like my sexuality was so repressed <laughs> that even in my diary I'm like Josh is so handsome and I'm like what it's just like even like the language that I used because I was like trying to convent like ha- have a conventional sexuality in a diary and then yeah. me and my sister were laughing and then I found one that was like went to see Blink 182 and moshed loads <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was just like wow you go girl do you know <laughs> yes. yeah I used to also write like um like playlists basically or like just songs that I oh, like nice. songs but like before you could really make a playlist I guess ahead of the times that like absolutely <laughs> when you were talking about the plane ticket in your um that reminded me of this year where my best friend and I were gonna like she was going abroad and we weren't gonna spend a whole year together and we sent this notebook back and forth like basically like writing what we did each day and like taping little things in it like from where we had been and when you talk about an archive like I think of that as like so special because like you were saying like we don't really own the things that we put on Facebook or Instagram and they can be like deleted or just other people can keep them forever and that's kind of a weird feeling so I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that like having that kind of like time capsule of that year yeah oh my god that is the cutest idea ever so like for anyone that does kind of like feel nervous to maybe start journaling or doesn't really like know what the benefits would be for them what are like the three things that you kind of get the most like out of from journaling if that makes sense Mm, yeah I think in terms of like just starting one thing that was really helpful was just that idea that it doesn't have to be any certain way. I remember in my in my early journals, I always addressed the diary. I was like, hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> Me again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it can be chaotic. You know, it, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be the same way every day. It doesn't have to be a narrative. It doesn't have to be poetic. It can literally, um, sometimes I have to draw, like, like kind of like visual webs, mind maps of whatever's mm. going on. Um, so whatever it looks like for you, like that's the right way to do it. There's no one right way. And then I think having like a pen or like a journal that just feels good, that you like how the pen writes, like that helps a lot. I notice like when I have just a normal like ballpoint pen, I'm like, oh, I don't want to journal today. But when I have like, my <laughs> favorite pen, I'm like, okay, like we'll do it. Um, like have to, like a nice cup of tea or like whatever you like to drink, something that is like positive associations with it, like treat yourself to that time. Um, and then I guess another thing I've got out of it is because I keep them, I enjoy being able to look back at them and be like, wow, like this was a really intense emotional time and like I made it through or even, wow, I was thinking about the same thing back then and now I'm thinking about it still, but in a different way or I've learned more things since then. I really love that. And sometimes I'll just sit with my journals and like for a few hours, just like read through them before I'm creating just to kind of like ground myself in that emotional space of my journey over the past however long. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That was great to the point where I told my friend that I was editing that podcast and they were like, did you interview yourself on an obsession of journaling? Which I'm, <laughs> upon reflection, I'm like constantly like, oh, and, and, and what about this? Oh, and, and, and. Yeah, it's always just like uh, interesting to hear how other people kind of like process their thoughts or like just process their lives, I suppose. Yeah, I was wondering about whether because I really ramped up journaling in the morning, whether it was like a big indicator of like getting me through lockdown. And then I was kind of like, I suppose the main thing is like reflection on and connection to yourself. So like it doesn't necessarily have to be journaling, but I, I think those two things I'm like kind of doing at the moment and I can always notice retrospectively that I've gone off path when those things aren't happening. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's good to put, especially with what you're saying in lockdown, it's like, putting a routine in place that kind of when you wouldn't normally have one or it's impossible to have yeah. one that's kind of sounds like what you did a little bit yeah and you really when when you struggle you really that's when you really really want to disconnect from yourself isn't it so like putting things in place so that doesn't happen and for some people it's just like exercise or movement or like beauty routines so mm -hmm. yeah exactly like everyone has their different little ways it'd be good if you could measure wouldn't it be like 60% of your connection comes from journaling, but you get an 80% connection rate from your nighttime skincare routine. <laughs> That's very, like, algorithm-based. The future, the yeah. firm future we want. The firm future. <laughs> um, thank you to Jamila for being a gorgeous guest. We'll link her Instagram and stuff below. And next week we'll have the Sleepover Club back again. Yeah. But for now, yeah, thank you to Olivia. Thank you to Ione. Thank you to Gina and Carlin. And to Clarissa and Naya and Camille and Gina Tonic and Happy and everyone else. Yeah, absolutely stunning. See you later. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.